0: You're listening to the Corporate Expat Experience. Welcome back. Thank you for being here today. So as we go through this podcast, I'm sharing different guest experiences. Everybody's corporate expat journey is a little bit different, but there's always lessons that we can learn. Even if a guest's journey isn't exactly the same as ours, we can definitely learn lessons from their journey, from their experience. And today I'm very excited to share with you a corporate expat experience from my former colleague and friend, Luke Small. Luke, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for being here.
1: Hey, Nicole. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to be here.
0: So, Luke, why don't you introduce yourself to our audience?
1: Sure. So, my name is Luke Small. I live in Seattle, Washington. Um, I think, like you, it's a dreary day here in Seattle, similar to Dallas. So formerly, I was a Senior Director of Digital Transformation at GE, uh, and I'm currently the founder of Chakra, a digital transformation consulting firm.
0: Fantastic. So, Luke, let's talk about this. Um, We worked together at G Digital, had a good time doing it. Tell me a little bit about what you were doing and how you decided to make this corporate expat transition.
1: Sure. So... I had a pretty interesting job at the time, GE was going through a massive digital transformation across all of its business units, right? That's what you and I were kind of involved in. And my job was, hey, let's look at what GE is doing internally. Let's look at what digital transformation means to GE from a people, process, technology perspective, probably with a good focus on the technology piece, and then figure out How do we take those lessons learned and bring them to the market externally? So bring in external customers, which is where you and I are working together, right? Um, How do we go to market with these lessons learned and figure out um, what GE's own digital transformation means to other people, other customers, and how do we bring other people and other customers onto the platform?
0: So, yeah, we had a lot of fun doing that. It was definitely an interesting time. and. I think I left a little bit before you did. So tell me about how you evolved um, leaving GE, what what happened?
1: Yeah, so what I figured out was if we're gonna digitally transform industry, if we're gonna digitally transform manufacturing, which is what my passion is all about and where I focus, we've gotta do it um, from an independent perspective. We made good headway, carried GE badges or GE cards but you've really got to bring an independent perspective to move the needle with a lot of these customers, a lot of these industrials. So I felt like I'd gotten as far as I could with my own digital transformation journey with GE and decided to move externally, be independent, bring an independent point of view, bring all of my, you know, it's almost 25 years experience doing this, bring that to the market without the, I guess, the bias that maybe a software vendor brings to that equation.
0: Yeah, so I think you kind of saw an opportunity there to to bring a different perspective, right, with your experience, instead of coming in with the big GE is what you're saying, right?
1: That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Um, And I think what I found is with digital transformation, the technology decision, which is where we were coming from, where we were representing basically a technology vendor, the technology decision can be pushed quite late in the process. You've really got to focus on the people to start with, make sure they're ready, make sure the company is ready, make sure you've got some proof points and then bring in technology. So I think trying to start that journey in the right place when you worked for a technology vendor was pretty challenging.
0: Yeah, definitely. So I love that you took something that you're very passionate about and you have the corporate experience behind you to do it differently there's got to be a better way is what sparks so many people to start something of their own and it sounds like that was the case here too
1: that's exactly right that's exactly right yeah
0: so in moving over from corporate to entrepreneur we all learn lessons right hindsight is 2020 20. and what were some lessons that or some things that you wish you had done earlier in your entrepreneurial journey
1: yeah, the one thing that I wish I had done, and it's taken me almost the guts of three years to figure it out, is I should have built my personal brand while I was still at GE. Right, you, you get this from an entrepreneurial perspective. You've got to have that personal brand if you're going to grow your business. It's all about the people you know. It's all about your network. So the, the, the great people that I follow in places like LinkedIn they did a very good job or a lot of people do a very good job before they make the leap to use the backing of their own employer. In that case it would be GE for you and I to get exposure, to build a personal brand, to put their hand up for speaking events. All these sort of things that you can do while you're still got the backing of a large brand, get that uplift from that large brand while you're building your personal brand. And I think that would really stand to you. And that's one of the things I wish I had done even before I started the company, let alone what I had done once I started.
0: That's such an important point. And I think it's one especially... For those of us who in the corporate world, we we tend to miss. I know I would bring up personal brand to people and they would look at me like, what are you talking about, Nicole? I'm a corporate employee. I don't have a personal brand. And I would say, no, we all have personal brand and we need to be aware of that. So I'm so happy that you brought that up because it's such an important point. Oh,
1: it's, it's huge. And it's if you look at some of the great influencers that I follow in the digital transformation or industrial IoT space you can't even tell who they work for i mean some of them have changed employers in the last few months some of them have gone taken the expat the corporate expat journey gone back to corporate um, but their brand stays the same you still follow them they still post the same things you don't really pay attention to who they're actually working for kind of similar to why i left ge you're, you're on this personal journey and you you bring that journey or you bring the work you're doing where it makes sense to bring it the badge you carry or the card you carry at that particular time isn't as important as what you're out to do yourself. And I think sharing that story on social media as soon as you can, um, that, that, that's all I was going to say.
0: No, I think that is so powerful. And it's one of those things I encourage so many people that I talk to and tell them, go get your name as a URL. That's a great place to start. Get your name because you will always be you, no matter... As you said, which card you carry, which company you're representing, you will always be you. So, building that personal brand is so important. And it can start as easily as just going and getting your URL, posting things that are industry specific or things that you're interested in. Completely agree. That's such good advice.
1: Great. Yeah. And I think you can just get active on social media and build your community, Um, especially with lockdown, right? We're still living through a version of lockdown. And it it kept me sane and kept me frankly in business was having those social media connections, having those LinkedIn connections, having people you can reach out to for a coffee chat over Zoom, just kept everything going.
0: Yeah, that's such good advice. And and I agree, it's not an easy thing to do um, with the current situation, but yet having technology available to us makes it so much easier and that we can still keep connected with people that are corporate contacts and people in the industry.
1: Exactly. Exactly. You nailed it.
0: Are there some things that you miss about the corporate world?
1: Um, I don't know. Is it corporate world specific? I missed the expense account. That was fun. <laughs> that, that was, you know, we traveled in style and we ate in good restaurants and we looked after our clients. Um, that definitely feels different when you're doing it for yourself. Although, you know, GE, they, they were, famously frugal so it wasn't like we were living the high life completely but um I think that that probably stems a little bit as well just from from lockdown I think the starting the business and COVID have kind of were almost happened at the same time Mm -hmm. relatively speaking so I think it's travel in general I miss um although now like we've talked about I've got young kids so that's that's probably for the better that I'm not traveling as much as I used to I miss you know the the regular paycheck that's something you got to get comfortable with um the advice there I always give to people is figure out your kind of minimum wage what's what's the minimum you can pay your bills on and make that your salary and everyone talks about in our game it's it's a lot of feast or famine so if you're um having to kind of survive that cyclical nature of the consulting world Make sure you're paying yourself minimum wage, you're paying your bills, you're paying your mortgage, you got a little bit to live on, bank the rest, and then you've got a nice buffer to invest in the business and also um, survive the kind of the times of famine when there's not work coming in. But yeah, I think that, that regular paycheck to give you a shorter answer. The regular paycheck was nice.
0: Yeah, it is um very different when you are an entrepreneur and you don't have that steady paycheck. And I think that's one of the things that people bring up the most that they miss and they don't realize it until a few months in. And they have that moment where they're like, what have I done? <laughs> I left a steady paycheck, benefits, all of these things. But with that said, I'm sure there's some things that you love about being an entrepreneur.
1: Oh yeah, the, the, the freedom it gives you. Um, like I said, I, I got to a certain place with my own digital transformation journey or my, my journey in that space and didn't feel like i could progress it while working for a large corporation and the freedom it gives you i think the the analogy or the the image i always try and get into people's heads i've never seen a cartoon about working for corporate versus being an entrepreneur and it's really every step forward you take in a corporate world can feel a little bit like you're on a hamster wheel if you're an entrepreneur it feels like you're climbing a huge and challenging mountain but at least every step forward you take you are making progress towards a bigger goal. and I think that's the reward that I get from having my own business is that every step forward you feel like you're moving the business forward and it's the rewards at the end of it are all yours fundamentally. so it's great.
0: One thing I was going to ask you is when you decided that you were going to start chakra, did you have examples of people who had done something similar before who had left the corporate world, started their own consulting practice or their own business? or did you kind of just say, this is what I want to do. I'm going to do it.
1: It was definitely the latter. It was, and that's probably something to go back to your earlier question. I wish I had done differently was found those mentors, found those experienced people earlier in the journey. I sort of came across them through happenstance over the last three years and they've given me great advice. And um, I think it's, I don't know, is, is, is this the great mistake entrepreneurs make, or it's just the, the nature of being an entrepreneur. I think you've always feel like what you're doing is unique and that the reasons you're doing it are unique and that it's very personal to you. Um, and that it's very hard then to be open and honest and admit that you need help and that ask for help from the right people. Um, but now I'm at a point in my, I think my my own maturity with the business where I realize, okay, having mentors, having coaches, Absolutely critical to the success of the business.
0: I think that's tough for all of us, especially those who are, you know, type A, those high performers, high achievers, asking for help. And it sometimes I think it does go back to certain corporate cultures that don't encourage you to ask for help.
1: Well, that's true as well, right? Yeah. The sort of what's the word? The hard charging nature of of what we were up to. Mm Um. And you are sort of pushed to, to achieve on your own. And there isn't as big a support structure in place as you might like or you might even expect in the corporate world, which I think for people who have never done it might be surprised to hear that. But often, you know, you, you can be quite solo in, in the corporate world as well. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. And then, and then compound that with this sense of drive that comes from doing your own thing and the sense of purpose that comes to doing your own thing. And it can be quite hard to ask for help.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I I think that's where a lot of my clients have some trepidation about reaching out and asking for help because it's almost foreign to them. But I tell them, you know, moving, having this corporate expat experience, you're in a new world, new customs, new traditions, new language. There's such a learning curve there that getting a little help is, can actually move you forward much faster, help you get unstuck too.
1: Absolutely, and and the way I, I justified it in the end was this experience for me is a personal journey, and it's a personal growth opportunity. And to take money out of the chakra bank account and invest it in me was going to pay back to the business, you know, tenfold. So that taking on professional coaching, as an example, right, hundred um, percent. That's where people have got to get to is is how do I get comfortable with that kind of investment in myself and. The best way to do it is think about it like it'll pay back to the company.
0: Yeah, that's a good way to look at it because I think it's easier for us to go and invest in new software or automation tools or maybe hiring some support, you know, like a VA or something. But when it comes back to investing in ourselves, I think that's where I see it, it takes a little bit more effort and energy to be okay with that type of investment. But to your point, that's where I know I've done it personally. And I felt that it, you know, the return on investment was far significant than I expected. So.
1: Agreed. Agreed.
0: Definitely. So you've given some great words of wisdom and amazement here, some great advice, anything to wrap it up. What would you tell somebody who's thinking about possibly leaving their corporate job? They either want to follow a passion or, they have something new that they want to pursue. What would you tell them? What would you leave them with?
1: Yeah, I, I think the the one thing that we haven't touched on, which I think is a big lesson learned for me, was sales experience and that, right, the amount of sales that goes into or selling that goes into growing your business is critical. So I think if if you're considering that move, one, I think go for it. Two. Be smart with your finances. Don't spend all the money you start making initially. right? Um, don't be afraid to take on investment if you need it. Definitely if you're gonna do something where you can't be revenue funded, which I had the luxury of. Um, and then yeah, get exposure to sales, get exposure to selling. If, if, if possible, take a sales role for a little while and really understand what it takes to follow up, to get deals closed, to take care of customers, because that's going to be your day job for a very long time if you're doing your own business.
0: Oh, that's such good advice. And I think that's another place where people start to get nervous or uncomfortable because they're like, I've never done sales before, but they don't realize they do sales every day. We're all in sales, (laughs) but get a little more formalized training definitely can be helpful.
1: That's perfect. Yeah, I think it is. It's that grounding to understand that in any role in a company, your job should be, I hope, Focused on customers, taking care of customers, which is fundamentally what sales is, and I think that's a, a a great idea. Is take some formal training and just ground your experience into the formal process of selling, and then be strict with yourself when you do start your own business to run a formal sales process. Even if it's just there's ten steps or five steps that your sales cycle follows, and you're going to make sure for every single customer you follow those steps. That will absolutely stand to you as you grow.
0: This has been so good, Luke. Thank you so much. So we're leaving today with personal branding, investing in yourself, and get some sales experience. Definitely three things that I think can enhance the corporate expat experience. So thank you, Luke, so much for joining today. And where can people find you?
1: Yeah, so the best place is to find me is on LinkedIn. So Luke Small on LinkedIn, it's S-M-A-U-L for spelling of small. So it's easy to find me, I'm the only one on there. Um, and then also I do offer a free masterclass in digital transformation. So if people are looking to get some additional information on what I do and how I do it and get some learnings for themselves, that's at www.decodedtransformationcom
0: I love it. Thank you again, Luke. I'm so happy you could join today.
1: Thanks, Nicole. Thanks for having me on.
0: (laughs) Bye for now. Thank you for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode and would like to help support this podcast, please hit subscribe, leave a rating and review, share it with others or post about it on social media. For show notes, links, to connect with guests and more, visit us at corporate-expat.com. And be sure to catch the next episode with more insights and inspiration to support your corporate expat experience. Bye for now.